0: Very good afternoon to, the, to your audience and warm welcome to Madam Parmita Sharma. Today we have Parmita Sharma in another episode of podcast series Humans of Mitteke Rang. Madam is the associate director and co-founder of Akshar Foundation, TEDx speaker and Devi award winner 2019. Welcome ma'am. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me.
0: Okay. Ma'am, so uh, talking about Akshar Foundation, I would like to ask you the first question. What is Akshar Foundation and how it started? How and when it started?
1: So we started the organization in 2015 and the idea was to help people break the cycle of poverty. So we see many organizations are working in the social work sector. Mm-hmm. you know but and people have been improving definitely but we wanted some kind of an idea that can actually help people you know get out of the cycle of poverty. so we decided to focus on education and when we started working on education we realized that there are many other things that needs to be taken care of you know mm-hmm. like for example our kids have to go to work because mm-hmm. they have to earn money so because of all these things we decided to have like a holistic approach and that is why we started akshara Foundation
0: Okay, so ma'am uh, when I was going through the website and everything there was the saying like uh, akshara Foundation was uh, having uh, was working with the belief to
1: end child labor with child labor. So how you came through that yes. idea? How you came through that idea? So when we started the school, we found out that our students had to skip school to go out to work because mm-hmm. from the age of like 12 year onwards, your parents start expecting you to be able to pay or contribute towards the house expenses. Uh, So when we were trying to figure out how to go about that uh, we thought that maybe we could hire the older students to teach the younger ones and that way we can pay the older kids some money so that Mm -hmm. they can stay at school and the younger kids receive individual attention. So, like you see in middle class families, parents take an active interest in their kids' education. They do homework with them, they send them for tuitions. Now, poor families, they don't have that opportunity. So, that is one of the reasons for them not being able to come out of the cycle of poverty, you know, because your parents' involvement in your life makes a big difference. And that encouragement that you get at home definitely helps young uh, middle class or elite children succeed. But how can we provide that to the poor children? So if we employ the older kids to teach the younger ones, we can provide the quality education to the younger child. But the older kid is giving encouragement, you know, going through the worksheet alone, telling them it's a good job. And the older kid, they learn a lot of skills, like uh, they get confidence um, and at the same time, they also get the money to stay in school. Which is a very important factor, you know, because otherwise they have to go to work. So. That is why we decided to, that's why we call it that, that we use child labor to end child labor so that we can you know, give these child laborers an opportunity around school so that they can stay in school and they can learn. And because of that, we also started doing vocational training where the kids who need to earn more money, they can stay at school after school hours, so learn vocational training and at the same time, get some money for that. Okay, so talking
0: about the money, how you manage the money and how you decide that a weak child should get how much money because sometimes excessive money also, it's not good for children. So how There is no
1: excessive money happening first of all. Uh, So when a new student comes into our school, we test the kid and based on his or her knowledge, we place them in the level accordingly. So it means that if you have a 12-year-old kid coming to our school, the kid might be in uh, class 3 in English but class 5 in math. So we do not group the kids by their age we group them by the skills so if a kid is supposed in level five english and the kid gets a particular amount of money for that level and the kid moves from level five to level six the pay increases so the money corresponds to what they know and how good they are as teachers so we also judge the kids on how effective they are as teachers. So every Friday, the students do an evaluation where they themselves decide how effective they were as teachers. And then our senior teachers who are, you know, observing the students' validation, they give their feedback. So suppose on the form it says, I was a good teacher. I did not shout at my student today. But then the senior teacher saw the kid shout, then she or he will be like, hey, but you shouted at your kid. I saw that, so you don't get the money for that. So that way the kids also learn that, uh, you know, their behavior matters. And uh, at the same time, uh, they realize that they can uh, learn more to earn more. So when you go from one class to the next, the pay increases. Which means they are instilling this basic idea from a young age that, you know, if you learn more and more, we will get paid more. So, you know, so it, it's been working out really great at our school because kids are incentivized to work and study because of the more pay grade, of course, that is also a factor. But at the same time, uh, they are motivated and that makes a big difference. So ma'am, uh, you are saying that Children in Aksha
0: Foundation comes from the lower section of the society. So when they come, uh, generally when you, they are dropouts and they are not encouraged because they have to go to work. So when they come to Aksha Foundation, how
1: you do the counseling? Well, at first, so our everything is ongoing. You know, we don't have like a teacher's training or a students' training. Everything is on the ground. So we do counseling for students based on what is their requirement. So some kids come from a difficult background. So our approach with them is different. Some kids are more well-balanced and then we treat them differently. So we have a very individualized approach where we take you know every kid into account his or her ideas and you know the mental state and their skills and then we uh, deal with them accordingly. Okay so ma'am uh, what, is, what is the reaction of the parents
0: when they ch- uh, send the children to aksha Foundation? How was the reaction of the parents?
1: in the beginning they weren't very happy because uh, you know we're like a different kind of school so mm-hmm. they were not open to that they were like why don't you beat my kids we have discipline issues at home you know why are you not forcing kids to do homework but we don't go with that approach you give the kids the freedom to want to learn you know and that way we make sure that they actually have the desire to learn versus just like pressuring them to do things so uh, about like after a year into the school the kids that we did manage to retain in our first year the parents uh, Saw their improvement, and after that, we have had like no problem with the parents. So, ma'am,
0: as you said, when the child comes in, you evaluate them on the basis of their skills. So, how you design the curriculum and how it gets running with children, teachers? What how you design the curriculum? So, we have
1: levels, say from level one to level ten. We have virtues corresponding to that level. And we test the students based on where they are in the worksheet level. So suppose they are able to do level three worksheets, then we test them for level four. If they are struggling with level four, we put them in level four. The same goes for math, what they can do comfortably versus what they are struggling with. And then they go in the level that they are struggling with. Also to become a teacher, you have to know the concepts well. So, you know, so we make sure that when a kid is promoted, the kid has at least secured like above 95% in five consecutive exams then we know for sure that kids are going to content. The problem with the regular schools is that even if you get say 33% or 36%, you pass and you move to the next class. But then you struggle. Because if your concepts are not clear, you struggle later in life. So we make sure that the kids are clear with their ideas and concepts and also that they are motivated to study. The thing is, uh, if you give the kids the freedom to learn at their own pace, they are motivated. When you are forcing a kid who doesn't know addition to do fraction the kid is of course going to lose interest. So that's why we are focusing on the skills based learning. I was going through a website and saw the
0: word meta teaching. So what is meta
1: teaching? Um, uh, meta teaching is word. teaching how to teach. So okay. we teach older students how to teach younger ones. And that they learn by doing even when we hire our junior teachers or senior teachers at girls school we don't have like a teacher training program where you sit down and you go through a list of things you know they learn by doing in the field so that way they internalize uh, the whole process uh,
0: when you started and till now what are the challenges you face like of, uh, running Aksha Foundation or when you founded what are the challenges you
1: faced? Uh, well the main funding always comes down to you know main issue comes down to funding because funding is always a problem. And because we are like a different kind of school, we don't fit into the conventional funding allotments that organizations have because we do also vocational training. We also group the kids by their skills, not by their age. So, you know, so these are different ideas that people have a hard time wrapping their minds around. And because of that, we struggle with funding. That is one of the main challenges. The second one is we are still not able to pay enough to the children. And which is again the problem that comes from funding, because funding organizations are not okay with paying, ch- or you know, paying children. But the issue is that child labor is rampant in our country. We—that's the reality. We cannot ignore that. And everyone is thinking about child labor in terms of, oh, that is wrong. But okay, so you think that is wrong. But does that mean that kids are not going to work? No, that's not the case. The reality is that they have to go to work. So, you know, so we need to find a solution that can stop that instead of just saying oh just stop child labour and you know they have to wait till they are 18.
0: As the children are growing so they are uh, receiving education and now they will want to move to a higher education so how you are planning to counsel them or to design a way how they should move to the higher education part.
1: So the students will be with us in class ten, and by the class ten, they would they would actually have more experiences and maybe many middle class students also so they would be well adapted to any situation that they go to. They're already working they're already dealing with new people we are going to set up a business at school so they will have all the practical experience that you require to go into the world you know and we will also provide support to them when they are pursuing higher education also. So if the students are with us till class 12 then for 11 and 12 we want them to focus on community oriented projects like suppose you have a problem of drinking water so let the students come up with a solution as to how you can you know tackle that maybe provide cheap filters to the people in the area so we are hopeful that our kids will be really you know ready to be adaptable to any situation that they come in which also means that we are preparing them also for the technological advancements that will take place in the future and which will displace a lot of jobs so you can't train people anymore to be drivers or you know for any particular thing because you don't know when it might be automated so what we are trying to teach our students is give them like a holistic environment let them learn everything figure out their own skills and then be adaptable and creative you know so that they're ready to make their own way the curriculum system that we are still in there is a requirement of marks, certain
0: cult of percentages. So, what, uh, how you are planning to, uh, you know, go through that process, or how the exams or how the evaluation that is happening in Aksha Foundation will be able to cope up with the education system that we still have in
1: our country. I mean, it fits like comfortably into the regular education system because we have tests every Friday. So we evaluate the kids every Friday and uh, they can comfortably fit into the mainstream uh, education system. And we are working in a school in Delhi and there we are doing CBSC sheets with the students because that is the board requirement, you know, so there is no problem for them to fit into the regular system. So ma'am, how you have managed
0: in this pandemic to keep on with the education system? Well, this has been
1: really difficult because our students don't have cell phones, they don't have internet Mm -hmm. access and this you know digital learning is mostly for middle class or elites because it's so difficult in general when the school is fully operational to keep the kids in school and to attend to their different needs you know so when you just take the school away from them even if we can provide cell phones they have so many issues at home that they are engulfed in you know in these times when every the parents are at home the parents are jobless which means the violence is more you know the abuse is more so it's just like a really complicated situation we are giving food rations to our students for now. And we are also doing food distribution in the neighboring areas around our school and in different parts of Bahati. But you know, in terms of education, we are doing whatever we can with online classes, but that's so not enough. Like it's, it's definitely not enough. And if this goes on for a long time, like I honestly don't know what the, problem that plan is going to be because there's a lot of child marriage happening now because parents don't want their kids to be a burden on them they have no money to feed them so you know they are uh, sending them off their child labor is going to increase by like thousand folds because people need to earn money so you know it's pretty bad they're struggling with the whole thing now
0: how has been your journey till now and where, where are you looking yourself in the next coming years
1: And the journey has been really great, you know, we have seen tremendous improvement in the kids' life which makes us believe in the model that, you know, this model works. and if we can replicate this everywhere, then maybe we actually have a shot at, you know, ending child labor, hopefully. Uh, We are working in government schools now because uh, if you want to spread or if you want to reach out to millions of kids, it's not possible to do it on your own. You have to have the support of the government. So in Delhi, that was our first primary school and now we are in talks with the Gwalior authorities for two schools over there. So once we get that, we will focus on working with the government and try to get into an idea of, uh, you know, actually solving the problem from the grassroots and get the government involved so that hopefully they take up our model and uh, we can spread more.
0: Talking about the government school, how uh, is is the curriculum is same in the government school like it is in Aksha Foundation or it is a bit slightly different or how you are managing there in government schools?
1: So, uh, the advantage that we have in the Guardian is we are free to group the skills as we want, our kids as we want according to the skills. So, we will have the liberty of grouping the kids by the skills and not by their age, you know. So, we are hopefully trying to implement up a full model in a government school. The only difference will be that here our students are doing Cambridge worksheets or they're applying for NIOS exams there they will be doing the state board exam so that is about the basic difference hopefully everything else we can do exactly like we are doing here okay. I and mean, in Delhi we could do it exactly like we are doing here the principal was flexible so she let us arrange the kids by the skills which was very helpful that's
0: a good news for you I guess and yes, uh, yeah. so ma'am uh, talking again about the funding uh, how you decided whom to seek for funding and how you planned like we should go for funding we should approach how you approached and how you decided that we should go for to this person for funding or something like that? How
1: Honestly, there is no that? decision. There. We just apply everywhere and hope to goodness that someone decides to give us funding. So, mm-hmm. you know, we literally try to apply everywhere. As many options as we can. Now, funding is like always such a big issue, you know, because even if you have funding for like five schools, we can always work in 100 schools, you know. So there is always this need for funding, even if we have like some regular funder or donor so yeah like we hope like we don't know what to do about funding because ultimately it all comes down to that you know but uh, yeah we approach everyone
0: Okay and ma'am uh, how is the environment in the school when the children come and when they finally starts to dwell into the environment how is the environment between the childrens and how they enjoy it? Uh,
1: well in the beginning the kids adjust very quickly in our school because we have this hierarchical school a system you know where we have student teachers so when you have like a group of hundred kids and then one new kid comes in, the kid already like learns to adjust quickly to the new environment because everyone else is doing that. Because we have student teachers, the older students who are teaching younger ones, they also maintain the discipline in the school. So you and you also give the students a lot of freedom to learn what they want, how they want. They want to watch movies, great. You guys select the movies. We have worksheets designed on movies. So it's like a fun learning environment. And kids love coming to school. Like we don't have winter and summer breaks anymore because when we did have that in the beginning kids would protest It were like we want to come to school so we keep our school like open throughout the year now
0: oh, there How, What was your uh most memorable experience with
1: the students? Well, that's many, like the transformation of the students, you know, like like we have had so many kids who come up with so many anger issues and you know who are bullying and they just completely transform in this model so that's why we really believe that this model will work because we have seen kids transform from you know being like angry and repressed and bullying to being like nice well-adjusted kids who care about others so we have hope in the system that it really works. Okay, so ma'am, uh, since you started in assam what was
0: the scenario when you started in assam and how you think that Asa, uh, you can spread awareness about it because when i talk about aksha foundation many people are still uh, un, many people are still not aware about aksha foundation so how yeah, you are a very
1: small organization you know we are we just blew up because of being viral but we are like a really small organization so it's a surprising that even so many people know about us you know uh, compared to how small we are because you only have one school in Gahan and we are working in one school in delhi and that's about it um, so but yeah we because are,
0: i i still i still remember i was in my Ncc camp and there was a boy and he came and he said that uh, i go to Akshar foundation and there, there there that's when i first heard about Akshar foundation and i talked with the boy and he was like yes i i, I, I came met the student from our school yes yes he said yeah, also say that uh, they used to collect plastics and they yes. get rewarded for that so what I, I would
1: like to know about it So well uh, our kids work on different issues uh, you know mm-hmm. so when we were trying to and we were trying to develop vocational training based on the kids interest or the needs in the area So when we decided to work on environment we were trying to figure out as to what aspect can we work on that the students can relate to so when we interacted with them, we learned that burning plastic is a regular phenomenon. Like every, I mean, people burn trash in like, you know, educated middle, like my, the, my neighbors, they burn trash on a regular basis. And I live in a middle class area. So how do you expect poor people to not do that, right? And they have to get rid of the trash. You don't have GMC coming. So but they have no option but to do that. But we thought that maybe we could, you know, use this problem to find a solution to that. So we told the students that you have to bring in 25 items of plastic every week and it has to be clean. Because yeah. after school, the students, the older students, they've been working in the Akshari recycling Center and make eco breaks with the plastic. So when we first told the parents and the students, we didn't have a lot of people bringing it in and whoever would bring in would be dirty and, you know, lots of issues. So. Then we told the parents that this is a free school. If you want your kids to keep studying here, then you have to send plastic waste 25 per week and consider it as your school fees. And if you don't want to do that, you have to start paying fees. So that finally motivated the parents to to actually take the time and effort to collect the clean plastic and send it to school. And then our older kids, uh, they work at the recycling center, which also helps them earn some money. Which helps them stay in school. So how
0: the recycling process happens and who takes care about it?
1: So it's just really simple, you know, you just put plastic wrappers into a plastic bottle, stuff it tightly and that becomes like a brick, which can be used for basic construction. So we have made like a planter at our school. We have also made pathways connecting uh, classrooms uh, because in the monsoon season, like our whole school, I mean, we have no concrete roads, right? So everything is just money. So the pathways help us like move from one classroom to the next. So, you're doing like small kinds of constructions with that. The students like it's so simple that you learn that in like two, three days, you know? So the students they mostly do it themselves only with some supervision from a junior teacher. So oh, I
0: it's just really enthous- I I am filled with enthusiasm, like wow, something like this is happening in Assam, like it's so good to know about it because when I first to know about Akshara Foundation, I was in my NCC camp, and then I started to take more about it. And then when I came to know that I got, then I started with the intention. I was like I had to do with a session, with ma'am, because I wanted to know more about Akshara Foundation. Okay. On that note, that was my last question. I hope you had a great session, ma'am. Oh no, and I really did. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, and we wish you all the best, all the success, and we hope that. The notion that you're working with and child labor, with child labor, is uh, like we don't have child labor anymore. Like it, like in the history, it becomes a history. So all that the best be to great. you. Thank all you, All the so best much. to you. Thank you so much, ma'am. Thanks a lot.